Hello, and welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Beam Saber. I am your host, Saturn, they, them. You can find me at The Future Rules on Twitter, Tumblr, and cohost.org. Joining me today are my three audacious pilots, as usual. Uh, we'll start with Ellie. Hello, I'm Ellie, pronouns are she, her, and I'm the player of Gabrielle Stiletto Asmodeus. Uh, playbook is The Envoy. Next up, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, she, her. Uh, you can find me at Radio and Activity on Twitter. I play Arabella Steranoct, the ace. Her call sign is red. And last, but certainly not least, Owen. Hey, my name is Owen, pronouns he, him. Uh, I'm the founder and editor of Big Gay Nerds. I play Pfeffer Humboldt, call sign boss. His playbook is The Officer. Wonderful. One second. I am... Okay. Had to brief, had to tweak my mic input audio ever so slightly. Um, so, last time on Beam Saber, uh, forgive me while I collect myself, we've been having some technical difficulties recording this. Um, so, last time on Beam Saber, uh, the Forget Me Nots met their new CO, the Prince X of Grand Tycon, shock, awe, live slug reaction, etc. Um, they were given a very direct mission uh to exterminate a particularly meddlesome uh, bunch of solarosan pilots who are disrupting tyconian power projection and other kind of complicated ideas uh some you know a little bit of trepidation considering that the forget-me-nots are principally a diplomatic squad and not normally an exterminate type of squad but you know what the what the what the princess says goes, I suppose. So, you get to the area where you're expecting your quarry to show, and you do some some scouting, some groundwork, some investigations, and you set up an ambush. But right at the moment of ambush, uh, you realize that rather than being bunched up into a conventional kind of formation, that um, they are actually all rather spread out. And before you can give the word to disengage, fall back, reformulate your strategy, uh, do it again in a little bit, uh, your uh, extremely eager Kohai uh, flies in on her mech to begin the assault in earnest. And so we're starting there in a desperate position as your ambush has kind of gone off half-cocked, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um. Your uh, Miki Uno, a call sign currently undetermined, uh, she is obviously, uh, have just done her strafing run, pelted uh, a large butterfly-shaped mech, and uh, yeah. three three smaller, uh, kind of similar-looking ones that are all flanking it, they're, uh, you, they're not as fancy-looking, and they're kind of more humanoid, but they have a very similar kind of, like, like big moon glass wings behind them a bit as is you know the standard solarosan kind of design choice um and seems to have you know not really accomplished much with the strafing round uh maybe not a very precise or high impact uh bombardment for your opening salvo uh and now you find yourselves in a position where you can theoretically uh do something before they have the chance to react uh but you're still kind of on the back foot, as it were. Uh, is anyone doing anything, or are you going to see how this plays out? 
Okay, so first off, I've sort of got two questions. Yes. Um, well, technically, okay, so I've got two questions and a statement. The first one <laughs> is, I do want everyone to appreciate that Saturn was so committed to the live slug reaction joke that they did it three times in a row. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny the first time, and even though no, our enthusiasm yeah. waned between successive takes as we uh, <laughs> dealt with the uh, foibles of recording as we do. Dogs are barking, excuse me. Um, I just sort of felt obligate to the spirit of the show. <laughs> To yes. redo <laughs> that joke, even though it was no longer particularly funny. No, absolutely. I d- yeah, no, that is that's that's true. There's a phrase: Le- commit to the bit for a reason. <laughs> that's right, and I committed to the bit uh, beyond anyone's ability to appreciate it because none of you fuckers are going to hear those first like two, three recording attempts. Sorry. <laughs> um, the other thing is okay. So you've given us this. You've we've got our little mini map uh, yeah. here. And so, um, just, I guess, to fill things in, I see that there is Mickey, who is practically, like, in engagement with, I assume that each of these symbols you represent represents, like, a a different, like, little detachment of guys. Of the the ten mechs you're squaring off against, they're kind of in four detachments. Uh, The one Mickey is squared off of is a detachment of about four, uh, and seems like kind of a big deal. Uh, I don't... Based on your, like, scanner readings from the end of last episode, you would figure the other detachments are, like, two apiece. Gotcha. Um, and so, like, so there's that. Um, there are two more up sort of to the north, which is is also closer to where Arabella positioned herself. Mm -hmm. Those ones Um, also, for what it's worth, honestly, any of the ones on the far side, like, borders of the map... That's probably not mm-hmm. absolute position. They're probably a little bit further out, but I gotcha. you know, am, am kind of limited in how I can place those. So I get you. And then there's another one that's actually, if it comes in to where it is, looks like it could be convenient for us because it's actually in between where, um, like, it seems like both Blue Dahlia and Kraken are sort of positioned on the hills nearby. And it yeah. seems like it's kind of in the valley between us. Yeah, and, like, in the actual scene, it would, like... It's not like there's a valley running through to where it is, but it is, like, coming over the mountains, and it will end up between you two. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that is good. I assume that this is all information we have access to on, like, our radars and stuff. Yeah, effectively. Okay, then. Um, Okay, well, uh, Pfeffer being faced with... Oh, yeah, I I get the other question. I forgot. I had a second question, but you've been sort of slyly alluding to this butterfly-shaped mech. Um, Is it reasonable to assume that if we've got sights on it, especially because Mickey has, you know, our cameras, would we be able to clearly identify it as the one that uh, Pfeffer's old rifle, sorry, that uh, Golden Boy's old rifle uh, was piloting? In you the know first what? mission. Yeah, it's safe to assume because now I think about it, like that was a fairly like it's not I'll say it's it's not the only like mech that looks similar to that, but you're dealing with the same squad and you know that one is custom and it does like on look the same. So you can yeah. probably safely assume that, that one belongs to that lady. Great. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, Thanks, so this Mickey. is a she this seems to be caught glitch. off guard. You don't necessarily think that she's had the chance to uh, have the same realization in reverse yet, mm-hmm. especially considering gotcha. she just got attacked by 
someone who she's never seen before. <laughs> a fighter jet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they don't know that we've added a... Sarah, what's the generic name for what Starscream is? Like, he's oh, part a of a th- group of... A seeker, yes. He doesn't know that <laughs> we have a seeker I, on our squad. I can't believe I can just pull that information out of my brain instantly. <laughs> I, Sarah, I've heard the things you can tell me about a servant and fate go just with me mentioning their name. I am not surprised that you can remember what kind of general robot Star Scarscream is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, with... So... So the situation is bad. Um, yeah, you've kind of like you were setting up this whole ambush to like get mm-hmm. them. However, you now have this thing where aside from being outnumbered, fighting has like there is now open combat and your first salvo did not really seem to do much. So you are kind right. of in a position where they are now starting to square up basically. So like you still have a moment before they start coming in full force like you still have a little bit of surprise on your side but you no longer really have the advantage that the ambush would have given you right gotcha um and i guess actually one last question which i think is important (laughs) given the scale of the map we're looking at here how far can i reach with with my long range weapon um let me think uh i don't know there's a specific uh limit i would say um, if I recall correct, correctly, the bounds of human sight is 20 miles, just, like, objectively. Okay. So, like, that seems to me, like, anything inside there would be easy, and anything past that, your role might be complicated by the distance. Okay, cool. Well, that means that the that the people that Mickey just picked a fight with are just inside of the range of my fucking rail harpoon. Yeah! Yeah, it's going to be. Oh, I, I think. I say. I think. Given the, the, where are you on the hills? Is I think the more important question because that He's might be a, a complicating factor considering you're in the has, middle of a mountain range a little bit. He has definitely perched himself at the top of the big hill that he's on. Okay. Um. In that case, yeah, it's probably it is very reasonable for you to be able to make that shot. Obviously, it's a railgun harpoon, so there's a little bit of travel time, but it's nothing that you haven't done before. Okay. Cool. Then. Um, Okay. Um, so I think that what's going to happen is that Pfeffer is probably going to, like, be cursing to himself, but he's going to, like, you know, get on the group radio, like, Okay, damn, this is not what we planned, but we've still got an edge. Uh, I'm go- I'm willing to bet that that big thing that you that you just picked a fight with is their leader. If we can endanger her, the others are going to come running. But first, you've got to come running my way. Um, and the fir- and uh, basically, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to rev up his uh, big ol'... We've talked about this before, um, how the Kraken has got, like, this sort of, like, like magnetic launcher like harpoon gun that's like shoulder mounted mm-hmm. um uh that like is, that like is already in place in a rare occurrence um and he's going to just try and take out one of the like grunt escorts wonderful uh yeah yeah, yeah. let's uh, so like one of the grunt escorts that's with uh uh, uh sister felicity right okay um, yeah, let me, uh, apologies if you can hear dogs barking, uh, they're... That's okay. 
uh, apartment living, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that would be a bombard. Absolutely. Um, looking at your gear real quick. So this is your okay. heavy cannon, right? Or mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I think that's just the thing that enables you to do it because it's not listed as like high quality. So I'll go ahead and say that's just the the bombard is what you're doing here. No modifiers on that. Um, okay. Inside your effective range, if yeah, pretty much. Uh, you're positioned appropriately. This is probably going to. I well, we're, this is starting in desperate because right. that is yeah. how that works. But we're going to go ahead and say it's a standard effect currently. Okay then, one, one moment. I'm just gonna roll one d six. All right, and that's a two. Okay. Oh, okay. So a desperate failure there. All right. Well, uh, marking experience. I've done very <laughs> little uh, mech stuff actually. So, at the very least, it has drawn their attention to me, which is what I <laughs> wanted, roughly. So, <laughs> well, like, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if it, we'll see how it works out. Is all I'll say. I'm counting um, this is a mixed success regardless of what else happens. Uh, regardless of the fact that you objectively rolled a failure. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. So, on a desperate failure, uh, absolutely no success, and we are going to do desperate consequences. Um, so, the thing that you know is that you take this shot, and uh, I think genuinely what happens here is that she is just far enough at, like, the edge of your normal range that even like the railgun fired harpoon with the mm. travel time it has, she has enough time to like just very nearly dodge. Like 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 her, she herself dodges and her like retinue kind of like dodge with her. Gotcha. Like, oh, um okay. so like the the shot is goes completely wide, effectively. Um, as for how this shakes out consequences-wise, because it's going to be bad. Because it is desperate. <laughs> great! What's up? Oh, no, I just said great. That's fantastic. Oh, I thought, I thought, I, I, I thought you said wait, and no. I'm like, what? what, what? No, 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 I, I I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's desperate. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. No, no, no. I, I know it's going to happen here. So the first thing that's going to happen is uh like well, I guess actually the first thing that's going to happen is while the thing's firing, you realize part of why it went wide and uh-huh. why uh you were confident you were gonna peg her, you sh- she shouldn't have had the time to react. And uh you look at your systems and like you've literally had like what is effectively a misfire. Something in the railgun got messed up by all of your updates. Ooh. Oh shit. Um and so uh, part of your desperate consequences, we are going to mark your uh, your heavy cannon as junk. Okay, oh, excellent. Yeah. You know, you know what? I have been planning to get a lot of use out of this thing, but I also um, am realizing I only have one point in bombard. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I say, I think I think that's actually the unfortunate thing is that it's like it's a very well constructed rail cannon. You were very prepared for it, and then just you fire it, and it's like. The equivalent of turning on Fallout 4 to see that your carefully arranged mod list just does not work because you <laughs> just completely ignored yeah. some part of the load order. Now, uh, like, everyone's skin is gray for some reason. And et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it, it's that kind of situation. Um, gotcha. Okay. 
And the other thing is that as uh, she dodges, uh, she is going to open a uh, machine gun fire uh, salvo at the fighter jet that opened fire on her in return. And uh, oh. Mickey uh, is going to take some harm. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Our girl. Uh, I, oh, I have to select a thing. So, yeah, she, uh, you hear over the radio, she goes, I'm hit. <laughs> Mickey, fall back to my location. Roger. Um, and so let me mark out the one. And so she is going to start, uh, flying back to you and we'll put her, uh, here for now. Uh, let's okay. pull her. We'll put her here for now. Um, and so that having happened, I think, uh, we're going to start getting these other squadrons all pulling in. Uh, she is going to push after Mickey somewhat cautiously because like there are mountains around and Mickey's in a fighter jet and she's not um, mm-hmm. so she and she's also moving with a group of uh, other mechs etc so she's going at a bit of a slower pace and then these other uh, unmarked units have also kind of come in like around where they are on the map okay gotcha is anyone else oh. uh, planning to do anything? Yeah, I, uh, oh, yeah. I, I have plans for sure, especially when Bella sees that uh, Sister Felicity is, is giving chase after um, our, our idiot small child. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I've been wanting to bust this baby out basically for like six sessions now. So <laughs> I can finally use the advance I got a long time ago called More Than Meets the Eye, speaking of Transformers references. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I promise I didn't pick it because it was a Transformers reference. You have <laughs> oh, absolutely me. not. You have to believe me. Um, <laughs> your custom vehicle can transform into a second detail... Uh, a second a secondary form detail that second form um so basically it has it has its own uh secondary vehicle actions it has two um what's the word here it has two vehicle gear of its own um and yeah and what this takes the form of is that uh bella starts swearing and flipping switches and kind of making, you know, inputting commands on the computer. And as Volk breaks out into a run, it just does a shift. And uh, it has a cool wolf form now, you know? Yeah. And it turns oh, into, no. like, a full, like, a uh, like a, a four-legged, like, wolf form that is just bounding across the ground. Uh, significant, somehow even faster than regular Volk. Because <laughs> uh, it, it has the same amounts of points and maneuver. Um and is just going to give chase to Felicity. Um, and I think I am actually going to open fire on her to get her attention on me and have, cause uh, if she can give chase to me instead, I can lead her even further away from the city, which is the plan. Um, so I am also going to employ the uh, rack of missiles or rockets that I have. Ooh. Um, as part of my vehicle gear, and uh, I'm just going to start firing at Felicity. Um, Wonderful. And I think I was checking the the uh, vehicle action descriptions. I think this actually could fall under the purview of destroy instead of bombard because it's not outside of human sight, which is what bombard is. Like I think Bella is like 
like as she's like pulling but like Volk forward, she's actually trying to get beneath Felicity. Like she's on the ground instead of in the air, you know? Um, yeah, I, my other my other thing here is that what might actually be more appropriate, uh, which I, I know you're not going to want to hear because he has less dice, is I think it, <laughs> it, uh, I think honestly battle is better here, which again also very funny because uh, first Volk form is significantly better at it, mm-hmm. um, but because you are like destroy is specifically like for smashing things. Yeah. And for battle, you are kind of trying to get into a scrap and fire at a moving target. Yeah. Well, could I it was... just be a difference of, like, dice versus effect? I, I was thinking I... it's just, like, overwhelming destruction versus, like, battle is close quarters combat. Like, that's um, why I was kind uh, of... Yeah, I'll, I'll say is, you can do destroy, but I think the trade-off here is that you cannot really specifically target... Uh, Sister Felicity, you are just going to get whoever you get sure. in her she cluster did. of people. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good to that me. That sounds honestly. honestly good to me. Yeah. Am um, I, in I do have. Or am I far enough away? <laughs> uh, you're, you're far enough away. <laughs> okay, cool. I do. I um, do unless the consequences get really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm looking but, at this but, map. I'm on the exact opposite side. So I was like, you're gonna shoot what? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> no, you're you're um, you're far enough away. That's probably fine. Okay. Dope. I, before this happens, I do want to ask on what part of your cool new wolf mech do does this is this mech missile rack located? Oh, it pops out of his back for sure. Like <laughs> nice, like the because uh, we've kind of established that Volk has like an extremely weird like robot physiology, and so like mm-hmm. yet again like his his plates kind of rearrange on his back as he's running, and uh, they pop open, and the like it's like a. It's like a vertical rack of missiles that pop out of the back. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I'm imagining it's just like his shoulder blades yeah. fanning out and there's missiles under them. Yeah, it's extremely cool. Okay, 2d6. Radical. Yeah, give me a 2d6. And we're going to call this desperate uh, standard, as is usual. Uh, are those you are... serious? Both failures? Ooh. Oh, no. I'm, so um, I'm willing to give you a collateral. Okay, what's the collateral? The collateral is that if you take consequences, mm-hmm. no matter what they are, whether they're desperate consequences, um, you are going to be putting, uh, because actually I think since I've brought up this is funny, you are going to be putting your teammate <laughs> at risk. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. And if, if that, uh, to make things fair, Ellie, if that does happen, I will give you a, uh, some kind of bonus to pay for it. But yeah, no <laughs> all right. That's all good. All right, let's do it then. All right. <laughs> uh. Add one additional bone to those rolled bones. <laughs> a five. Hey, oh. a mixed success. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so we're still in desperate consequences zone, so Ellie's you... not quite out of the woods yet, but this is will at least be productive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I think what happens here is basically, as you described, you close in on this kind of moving group of mechs, and we get this shot of you approaching in, and Volk is like, already a really small mech, but now that they're, like, kind of down on all fours, they're, like, surprisingly small. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they're only 15 feet tall standing up thereabouts, right? And he's that's on their... 25, their... but yeah, he's a little guy. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't remember, but that's what the size thing was. But yeah, he's, like, relatively small for a mech, mm-hmm. uh, standing upright, and now down on all fours, he is, like, the size of a, like, a particularly large garbage truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and square approaching, 
this group of four mechs, all of which outsize you. Yeah. Um, one is a particularly large, if I remember, I believe Apophenia is a large class mech. And her retinue are all uh, medium classes, uh, kind of about uh, uh, Blue Dahlia sized a little bit. Um, but you do rush in. Uh, you spray missiles everywhere. Um, it actually, I think what we get is, so this is going to be a standard success uh, effect. So I think what happens here, though, is uh, uh, a bunch of the missiles do actually like spray towards uh, the Apophenia. And one of the uh, grunt mechs actually moves to intercept oh, shit. and oh. just gets torn to shreds like instantly. Oh. Um, and like a couple other missiles fly out and like uh, plink uh, around. Um, and let me think for uh, consequences here because we're still in desperate consequences zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I'm going to have you take a. I'm going to have a Volk take a level two damage because I think what happens is that the person who jumped in the way mm-hmm. did so extremely close to you, oh, like they moved shit. to intercept you, and like those kind of blew up in your face about. Okay, I'll take that. I've seen that happen in Team Fortress too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 real realistic war simulator, uh, Team Fortress Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mech sometimes, Combat Simulator Team Fortress 2. Yeah, my favorite mech sometimes game. A, sometimes a scout just closes in with a demo man, and it doesn't end well for either of them. Uh, yeah. So in... in uh, you'll actually want to go ahead and put that splash damage in damage, because this is Volk Oh, hurt. sorry, I was I had the wrong thing selected. Yeah, you're good. Um, and for the other, because there's still a little bit extra in there for Desperate, um, we're going to say... Here's a weird one, and I think this is... Uh, so this is a little bit of improv, uh, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, I think the other little consequence that happens here is that, Ellie, one does come your way, and it doesn't hurt you, but you are forced to reposition before whatever the thing is you next to. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because if you stay exactly where you are, you're going to get hit by a mech. So even if it's just a little bit, you'll have to reposition and then do whatever you're going to do. Okay. Damn. And I'll still give you a, uh, you know, narrative bonus for that anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. So, should I move on the map a square? Yeah, just just anywhere. Okay. It doesn't have to be particularly far either. It's just you can't, you cannot, you're not going to have the position that you had at that perfect hilltop overlooking this battle that's commencing right before you. You're going to have to move, like, further up, further down, behind the mountain, whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, now you moved a bit further down the mountain. Further down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. keep a, I don't know, it seems like a more likely I can keep an eye on Mickey uh, the... Other, uh, you know, uh, group yeah. over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the one yeah, that's coming works. in the valley. This also so, makes, puts me further away from missiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we go, Mickey is going to move, make it a little bit closer towards uh, the commanded rendezvous that she had, which is uh, like here. She's she's okay. taking her instructions to go over to boss very literally at this point. Um, okay. What else here? Uh, these two, uh, there's a one mech that looks like it's moving to try and intercept Mickey. And then we are going to have these two detachments, uh, coming in from over here. Um, 
So Arabella, like, as you get the salvo off, you're kind of like, well, okay, I've, I've made some progress. And as you are getting your bearings, like, stepping back from this, you're noticing your position is becoming uh, uh, increasingly untenable mm-hmm. as these other two detachments are kind of closing in towards the fight, presumably to supplement uh, Apophenia's own uh, forces. No, that's great. I want uh, I want all eyes on me. I'm, I, want them to, <laughs> I want them to follow me, you know? Right. So. We're, uh, well, since we're... since um she hasn't acted yet, what's um what is uh Gabrielle doing? Okay, so boy, a lot of lot of potential targets here. I guess it depends on how far can I move, roughly. Um, just like one square. Should... No, you can do more than one. You're um, okay. I haven't really, I didn't really set a specific thing, but my thinking is like, you're in a medium, so you could probably do like. Like, I think you could squeeze in four without having to make that maneuvering, like, your action. Oh, okay. Great. Because my thinking is, like, Boss is in a big mech, so he'd go slower, so he'd get, like, three. And then Arabella's in a lighter mech, so she could probably get, like, five. I- I'm not too worried about the, the distance here being no, no, exactly yeah, representative, you. but, you know. Okay. Yeah. So... I also realize I'm kind of doing a, uh, oh, no, I've turned this into bootleg uh, uh, Lancer, but you know what? That's just how it goes. <laughs> hey, no, you're fine. Uh, maybe the moral of the story is that next time we do Beam Saver, I should try just configuring this into Lancer somehow. Mm. <laughs> like an in, like an insane person. Uh, yeah, so anyway, what's uh, Stiletto doing? So my impulse is to uh, go, like, uh, go towards boss and try to tangle up that uh, detachment that's targeting Miki, but then yeah, that, sure. would, that would leave uh, Red that's out fine. to dry. Kind of, you fine? Honestly, I think Red even gets over the radio and says, uh, "Don't worry about me. I'm going to bring them all y'all's way, anyways." Okay, so <laughs> she's gonna. All right, then. Yeah, we can if we take out the d- detachment down here. Then we just gotta. Then they're coming towards us. Alrighty. Yeah. So what is? Uh, what does that detachment look like? Is it just a bunch more goons that sort of look like Golden Boys mech? Or well, is it so like... as as um, Stiletto squares in, uh, and, th- and these uh, smaller detachments are too, is um, you get... Oh, one second. So the first thing that you see is like you see uh, one of them is similar to the ones that are flanking Apophenia is kind of like... I think, honestly, what... Stiletto would probably know, given her history in espionage, would be something that's called a pixie, oh. which is just sort of like a very, uh, it's kind of the Solarosa grunt mech, kind of, like their equivalent of the Zaku. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And it's, you know, it has sort of a humanoid shape in the wings, and it's a little, uh, it, it's kind of simplistic looking, but uh, fairly effective. Um, the other one you see is uh, significantly larger and it is actually uh, something that you would describe almost as a bit more of like a giant spider. Oh no! Oh, it's shit. like a land tank with with big legs. Okay. Cool. And it has like a, a big rail gun mounted on the back of it that it is uh, of Ooh. aiming uh, at the passing uh, jet oh, as gosh. you approach. Well, that needs to that needs to stop. So <laughs> yeah, I'll. Um... Stiletto will go straight for the giant spider as much as she hates that series of words. <laughs> uh-huh. It, it looks kind of like uh, the Shagahod from MGS3, but instead of having the augur treads, it just has big robotic spider legs. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. 
All right, so looking at my loadout, I think my, I mean, the clear option is uh, the melee weapon. So um, I suppose uh, get in for a battle roll, try to uh, take out, I don't know, tr maybe try to like, oh my God, what do you do with a, against a giant spider with a rapier? <laughs> you attack his legs? <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about the I, legs. I Those mean, are probably armored though. I mean, oh. well, hey. So uh, I've got, I've got, I've got quirks, and I haven't remembered how to use them for a while, but I've got, oh, like, aggressive yeah. targeters. Maybe I could invoke oh, one of them. You, Maybe I could invoke that for some effect. You uh, spend those like stress for your mech rolls, basically. Gotcha. So that's so the they're, they're your mech track. stress. Okay. Um, the other thing is... So, again, aside from the, the large spider, there is also, like, a... You like there is a blue dahlia sized anthropomorphic mech, and even if all, you only have a rapier, I, that rapier is designed for pilot fishing. True. So all you have to do is find if you can figure out where the pilot is. Uh, <laughs> maybe a long pointy stick is all you need. Okay, that makes sense. So I'm thinking. Actually, you know what? If you want to go after the like the goon, I have oh. a thing in mind where I could maybe use to address the uh, the other one. Oh, okay. I do also, now that I remember, one of the thing, one of the uh, uh, gear choices I do have is chaff countermeasure. Uh, that, could, oh. that could be a bad time if it goes off uh, next to an artillery piece. <laughs> oh. Good. Or at least keep her, keep her from firing. I don't know. If it would interfere hey. with uh, me stabbing things. Yeah, I mean, like, it's still either way, you're deciding kind of what you're going to be doing and what you're going to use to do it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I think either, I th both of those sound reasonable to me. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, trust boss and try to skewer the pixie here, uh, take the, so it can't shoot me in the back if I wind up having to fight the spider. Sounds like a plan. Uh, this is going to be a desperate standard, as as we have been going. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Everyone who hasn't marked XP yet, uh, everyone's rolled at least one, so go ahead. And this is, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay. So be sure to, to mark your XPs. All right, so I've got two battle, rolling 2d6. Uh, yeah, I'll just try it right here. Oh, we got a six. Oh, a full one. six. All right. Yes. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah, and what this looks like, genuinely, uh, is you... Uh, so this is like full success, no consequences on standard. Um, but what happens here is, although you don't really know what to do about that giant spider, you have seen enough of those pixies that you know where the pilot is. <laughs> and uh, you you close in. It uh, The pilot tries to very clearly like position like a normal... Uh, counter stance like they're going into like a normal mech sword fight yeah. and you just run straight through like the lower part of the torso and then it stops <laughs> moving oh, nasty. all right i'm into it okay um uh, and the, like, the spider very quickly uh like turns from where it is to like just start to turn to face you because okay. you've just uh, hey, two for uh one. friend it very real very directly <laughs> okay so um uh, so, uh, Pfeffer, who, um, had sort of just been, like, cussing and looking at, like, the readouts about his, uh, railgun and is, like, just feeling very embarrassed, like, well, 
My upgrades might have complicated my initial plan, but it has opened up some alternative avenues. And so, like I said, he was at the top of this hill, and the Kraken is going to just, like, start, like, running. Like, it starts out very slow, <laughs> and then it is going downhill, and it's more like it is shockingly good at, like correcting its fall as it's going <laughs> so i'm so and it so it, it's running up towards the spider like it like towards the end it seems like it could not stop if it wanted to um and <laughs> so do you remember in the trailer for that i think the most recent mission impossible movie <laughs> where Henry Cavill is fighting a guy in a bathroom and he does a move with his arms that looks like he's reloading them. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate that um, I do th know what that is, but yes. <laughs> he does um, the Roman Reigns. <laughs> right. Um, he, so this is actually a thing that I had thought about as something for, like, my gear before I thought, like, no, we didn't need, like, another melee person. Um... Basically, what's going to happen, like, the the Kraken has always had, like, these big old, like, arms that are built, like, fucking, like, grain silos. And when it does that, like, basically a pair of, like, mech scale, like, um, not, it's not the same as, like, a knuckle duster, because there aren't, like, things to put your fingers through, mm -hmm. but basically, like, these big, like real tough like metal plates go over like yes! the knuckles hell and yes as he, and like as he is descending he's going to swing with that so what I'm doing is first off I'm marking a melee weapon or two nice. um, and I'm also cloak. going to I'm also going to take a quirk which is in, uh, giant fists yeah. I've had this this whole time <laughs> um, so uh, yep and so how are you spending uh, that? That like, you can use it in basically all the ways you'd use stress normally. Uh, so I'm like, using how it are you to. Use it? I'm using it to get an additional die because I only have one dot in battle, and I've learned my lesson about only rolling one die. <laughs> <laughs> that um, makes sense. And I don't. And you know, I guess sort of in the bargaining phase here, but I don't know whether or not me also being physically larger than uh, the thing I'm going up against is like impacting the like the scale and stuff of what's going on you are but. it is also a large mech like you are okay. lar oh, like okay. yours is larger than a large mech but this is not a significant enough size difference for it to factor in like that gotcha okay well then i'm just rolling 2d6 oh no, Christ. Oh, no. That's, a, that's a three Dang. Oh, yeah, okay, just a direct failure. Um, I'm going to say, for what it's worth, I didn't mention it, I'm going to say this is standard, because at this point, uh, at least oh, okay. in this fight over here, uh, it is currently three to one. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for it to be desperate, because you've kind of gained the footing in this scenario, at least. Um, right. But for uh, standard uh, failure, um, I think... What happens here is so like you have this great like just charging down the the hill at full speed, getting your fucking robo knuckle dusters on, and mm -hmm. like leap in to do your big overhand like like downward strike at it, right? And yeah. I think what happens is despite this thing's huge size, it is able to like just very quickly scurry like just enough away that your fist lands like directly in front of it and like there's a big dark uh, cloud and everything 
but you're gotcha. like you're surprised by its spider-like agility. <laughs> Strange okay. how that works. Well, you, you um, know what? At the very least, we have freed up Mickey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and I think uh, for the consequences here, I think this is similar to yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is going to be. It actually is going to, on this failure, um, uh, reposition to basically take advantage of the opening that you've left for it. And this giant uh, spider is going to climb on top of, uh, of your, of, of, uh, the Kraken in an, oh, an attempt shit. to subdue it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, my God. And you are going to take, uh, as its, uh, multitude of robot legs constrict around your frame uh your uh is going to t- you're going to take level two damage uh of let's call it uh, <laughs> let's call it grip dense okay as this thing is like kind of uh just starting to crumple significant amounts of your armor just under the weight and like multitude of pressure points it's applying to you. Gotcha. I actually immediately know what I'm going to do in response to this. Do you want me to do it now or wait for everyone else to go so that there's time for like a beat first for trauma uh, reasons? I'll give you, we'll, we'll say this is the next turn. You can start the next turn. We're going, okay. we're going full answer rules here and just saying whoever wants to go first <laughs> on this turn can just do it. Yay. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh wait, so so it is. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay. So like he's getting all kinds of like warnings and stuff, like you know, lights flashing on, you know, like hull breach and all that. Like, um, uh, like again, like sort of curses to himself, and uh, he says, "Well, the new gear isn't working, but I've still got something old on my sleeve." And he like, um, he. Uh, he's got, he, he turns around and, um, something that's always been there, he's got this little, like, bank of switches, and, like, they just say, like, uh, like, port, upper aft. It's just, like, naming, like, various locations mm-hmm. on, uh, the Kraken. And he's going to, uh, flip a switch corresponding to a, to, uh, basically the spot, like, where the spider tank like is right now and like a part of the kraken's armor is going to uh slide open and a like literal cast iron cannon <laughs> is inside that then fires off oh um, my god <laughs> and i am i am here marking something that i have had in mind all this time but it has never come up i'm going to this is a concealed gun yeah. <laughs> wait a minute is that that is, it's no load. Oh my God. It's a part of the officer freebie. Oh yeah, oh. it's vehicle gear too. So this is a vehicle scale weapon. All right. Yeah. It, um, I say, I at first I was like, it says a small firearm. I'm like, but it's Mick yeah. gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so small in, for so I was trying to figure out what like a concealed firearm for not just a mech but like a mech like the Kraken would be like, and the idea is that. Um, and this is like some that's been in the Kraken for generations. He base, he's, he's got like, it is like lined with like, like, like I said, just old naval cannons, but they are so like, um, 
primitive. They don't even register as weapons if someone was going to scan them, you know? It's just lumps of metal. Um, yeah, they're not actually so, connected yeah. to any systems. Like, you have, like, a, <laughs> yeah. you have complicated, like, Minecraft redstone circuitry specifically to light the manual wick on it. Right, yes. Um, and so I'm going to argue here that I should have some good effect because it's a concealed gun and it is like they don't expect it and they are literally like on, on me. You know? Yeah, you are you are well inside the effective range of this thing. I will go ahead and give you a, a, a standard gray. OK, excellent. Um, and I'm just going to see if I've got anything else because I would love to polish this off. Um, you know what? I'm going I'm getting ambitious here. Um, I think I've been neglecting my quirks. I am ticking family heirloom here, because I think that's relevant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cannons are also family heirlooms. They used to be on the yep. outside of the base before they got put in the mech. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, I think this is actually something that his grandfather put in, the old Red Devil. Oh, um, wonderful. So, yeah, um, so again, I'm rolling with Battle 2d6. I like the idea it's the one part of the thing that is inexplicably covered in really garish red paint. Oh my Jesus fuck. Yeah. I, hate no. this. I hate these dice. Oh, I, got a, okay. I got a three. Collateral? I, yeah, I'm going to do a collateral here because yeah, I like yeah, the, the sure. idea of like we could maybe make this work somehow. Um, sure. Whatever the role is, whether it's success or failure, this concealed gun is immediately becoming junk. That sounds good to me. That's what I would have suggested, actually. <laughs> yeah, because like it, it makes very like you have to go through a whole lot of rigmarole to reload this thing, much less mm -hmm. uh, use it again. So that's just how it yeah. goes. Okay, one d six, five. Okay, phew. Ooh, okay, a nice mixed success on there uh, with great effect. That's going to be a very significant. Uh, so I think uh, as the grip on you is tightening, you like put a palm or whatever to this uh, giant spider and blast it through the side with a fucking <laughs> with a normal cannonball yeah. fired it point blank because yeah. I think it's one of those mm. things like because also what I'm thinking about is how like in part of like, like the olden days of like fort combat a, a cannonball coming out of a of a cannon is like molten hot practically. Yeah, uh, and so it's just like even though it's a primitive cannonball at that close of range, it just actually opens a hole through like the center of this like giant spider robot. And uh, nice. Oh, fuck. Okay. So obviously also, this is, this is like the a, center a, of a spider robot. I also uh, do want to give a little editorial to like the f flavor you were just saying. These like these ports are not like hidden on the arms or whatever. It's just like it opens up on whatever part of the body is closest to <laughs> the center of that. Great. Oh, I see. So it's like on I think yeah. I, was, I was figuring it was yeah, in the chest or something. Honestly, I... Yeah, he can't aim this thing. Well, I like <laughs> the idea be because close. it is also like the one gun that you never expected to have to use. It is like what would be directly equivalent to like the small of the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like lower lower spine of this robot and just putting a hole back through the spider that has you in like a reverse headlock or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um trying to think how else this plays out aside from the uh critical damage you've done to this thing. Uh it is still operational, but it like falls off you and like kind of starts to back up, but very clearly uh 
Much like an actual wounded animal, the uh, movements of the machine are a lot slower and clumsier because you've just broken, like, a... Uh, you would reason that you've probably, like, critically damaged, like, a core servo motor thing. So it is uh, not capable of being quite as ed- dexterous as it has been, right? Gotcha. Um, yeah. But this is still a five, so I have to think about this. Uh, make success here. Um... And what we're doing for consequences on a standard here. I think what happens... Okay, okay, okay. So I think the first thing that happens is, uh, for consequences, that as uh, the the giant tarantula robot is dismounting, it does, like, take a parting swipe at you for, like, okay. a, a fairly uh, controlled uh, level one damage uh, that we can just call, like, swiped or something like that. Okay, um, um, you know what... I'm actually, <laughs> I know I keep on chiming with things. I'm going to uh, mark an, actually, yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take that, yeah. Okay. Uh, so he's going to do the level one harm swipe. And then the other thing she's going to do, uh, another kind of improv one, is sort of in this panic as she is going to try to escape. She is going to herself deploy a uh, emergency chaff smoke screen uh, to disrupt your uh, visuals and then, like, as she is trying to, like, make her uh, escape. She's not particularly... You don't know that she has very good chances of that, considering uh, right. her in the, her status, but it is going to be harder for you to... Uh, it, this is going to interfere with your uh, targeting abilities and things like that, so it'll have an effect on uh, effect or uh, scope, depending on the action. All um, right, then. All right, and so uh, who wants to go next, either uh, Gabrielle or uh, Arabella? I guess for movement ease, uh, I think Mickey's still kind of keeping a hovering position here. And I think what's happened, at least for Arabella, is that... uh, Because I think, like, these... Mm, no, we can wait until we actually get to Arabella, and or or (laughs) next thing Arabella does to... to Oh boy, okay. Let's not overdo it. Um, uh, you want to go ahead? Well, I don't know what I want to do yet, so go ahead. Okay, uh, that's cool. Uh, I think Arabella is going to move and, like, um, keep, like, to have, um, I suppose the question is, if Arabella's moving, are they going to follow, or do I need to keep, uh, uh, hurtling <laughs> missiles at them to ensure that. Um, I mean, do you want to continue hurtling missiles at them, or are you just trying to run away? Uh, no, I'm not trying like, to run away. I'm trying to... Uh, well, I guess I'm trying to... Bait them to, to follow you? Bait them, them. yeah. Okay. Let me think. Because I feel like there's a degree to which we should be functioning this as some kind of thing that you are doing that is against whatever their, like, combat intelligence is, mm-hmm. right? Instead of it just being like, oh, yeah, that works, whatever. Um, but I don't actually know what you do for that, because it's not like... There's not exactly a... Uh... Honestly, this might be like a... This might be a command, maybe. Because you are effectively trying oh. to coerce them into doing what you want with uh, your with the presence of your violence, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm damaging you. I'm damaging you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at those other hoes I came in with. I'm damaging yeah. you. Doesn't it make you mad? 
<laughs> I love that tweet so I much. Love that tweet. But but yeah, that is basically what you're doing. You're okay. you're 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 pressing R to throw tomahawk at the uh, boss uh-huh. and making it come over to where you and all of your melee DPSs are. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm okay with that. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, this then- is. Oh, go ahead. I think I think for you this is still pretty desperate because you're still in a position where they have you outnumbered and like there is enough separation between the other battlefield down here and the one you've got up here. I think it's safe to say that at least they're going to start with following you, but the role results might depend on whether they stick with that follow through or not. Okay. Um, let me just see if there's anything else I can do. I'm going to spend stress to get myself a second die. Um, because I only have the one, and like Owen, I I prefer to roll the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else I can do. Your reasoning is mathematically sound. Thank you. I'm not good at math, but every now and then. <laughs> uh, let me see. Your reasoning is correct. You win prize money. Yay! <laughs> I love prize money. Let's see. Sorry. You said that killer man was <laughs> killer man. <laughs> Yeah, where's the Ill Bleed remake? Where's the Ill Bleed oh, forged okay. in the dark? <laughs> oh, I was, th- I was thinking, like, man, I'd, I would like that more than I want, like, Resident Evil 3. I would be entirely honest. I don't know who fucking owns the rights to that game. That's by, like, a defunct developer on the Dreamcast. The only other thing they ever made was Blue Stinger. Exactly. How hard could it be to get? Uh, I think I don't have anything that I can use... To like any kind of gear that I can use to make this work out better for myself. So I think I'm just gonna do I'm gonna do that and we're gonna we're just gonna spend the stress and see what happens. Alright. I oh hate my God. this. I'm so tired Jeez. of this game. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. no. I'm so tired of this. Okay, well, that's a, that's a two and a one. Um, I, if you want to do collateral, I could come up with something, but uh, if not, that's okay. I don't know. Uh, either way, your marking experience is still a desperate. That's cool. Uh, let's um, see. No, I don't... I guess I'll just roll with the consequences and we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah, you can always yeah, you can always resist stuff if yeah, you can always stop. Yeah, you can always do the the resistance rolls and spending stress for that. Um, okay. let's see. So I know off the top of my head, I know what exactly one of them is. Mm-hmm. Uh of the sort of three points I'm given to play with. Which is that they realize what you're doing. Right. Uh. Which is that they realize that you're doing these parting shots while they're approaching and they know that uh, one of their like they you don't know if they've been in communication with Spider Robot that they must know from formation that she is down that way right like they know that you are tr- they they realize or at least uh, at the uh, uh, Sister Felicity realizes that you are trying to corral them right and they actually are going to uh, uh, I think they're actually going to back off a bit oh. and hold okay. position. Okay. Um, at least for the moment, they might uh, change up their plan later, but they're not going to follow you uh, for at least the first part of this consequence. I guess that's not so bad. I mean, the other consequences are probably going to be catastrophic, but that, you know. <laughs> the other consequence is that I'm going to start a new clock and I'm going to tick it twice. Uh, that clock is going to be... I think we're going to keep this clock actually relatively uh, short uh, at oh. six. 
We are going to call this what in a different mission would be good, but in this one is bad. Half Light Retreats. Mm. Oh, I knew it. I knew <sighs> I it. it. It's got to be a crushing. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want. Like, not consequence wise, but if I want to throw anything else on the end of that. But I think it's really just like we get the scene of uh, Sister Felicity in the cockpit of the Apathenia giving chase, and she gets this look of concern on her face as uh, she instructs uh, who's still with her at this point. Uh, as she uh, she says, Termite, Silverfish, hold advance. We're being baited. Damn it. Okay. And then we get Red uh, swearing to herself as they break off pursuit. Right, time to employ extreme violence. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. Le- lesson lesson one from my path to solving all of world's problems with love. Love is not strong enough. Now, to solve all my problems with the power of overwhelming violence. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. I've got some countermeasures in mind, though. So. Yay! Wonderful. I love good countermeasure. Okay, well. Is it me? I go over and stab them? It's yeah, a pretty good one. well, I mean that. <laughs> well, for starters, I think you could probably finish off this this spider tank. Okay, yeah, it would be leave bad none of them if, alive. if Mickey got shot out of the sky. Yeah. Okay. So is it my turn or? Oh uh, yeah, you're my... the only one who hasn't gone yet uh, in this sort of okay. phase. All right, so um... we're not doing a particularly precise turn order, but hey, may as well. All right. So uh, yeah. So Blue Dahlia will uh. Will uh, leap on the giant spider, uh, looking for the, uh, you know, looking for just the right point to try to get at that cockpit. Um, yeah, so so to do a for a quirk, I just uh, I just mark it and use it, get the dice or effect like I would a. Like yeah, stress. effectively. Uh, you would if you were doing like the main difference is that if you're doing a like roll to resist stress the the math is somewhat like or to roll to resist the consequence the math is a bit different but for spending stress you're just spending one quirk okay and so do i mark that next to the quirk Sorry, yes because okay. you also have to kind of explain how you're using that quirk to supplement what you're doing okay so i've got one called aggressive targeters and i figure uh, mm. blue dahlia might uh have like targeting software specifically for like even like guessing where people might have to be based on the design, things like that. Yeah, I imagine I'm imagining kind of this uh, HUD pops up because I kind of figured that's where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we get like the sh- the first person shot of Blue Dahlia targeting this spider, uh, it's like a little bit interfered by her chaff deployment, but it's still like kind of trying to do its work. And it's a mix of like the Fallout Vats targeting HUD, <laughs> where it is like like creating like, a hologram outline and like trying to to like define like target areas oh yeah like leg and like then, leg thorax like yeah but then yeah. also like a fighting game hitbox diagram <laughs> yeah. that is highlighting <laughs> with probabilities what parts of this may or may not be the cockpit oh excellent that's hilarious okay right. so yeah a blue dahlia will like yeah jump on top of this spider and try to skewer like from above down through it wonderful okay so i'll just go uh that's going then... to be a um we're going to call this a you pick. Do you want this to be desperate standard or uh, risky limited? 
Other limited you... would be enough to finish it off, but uh, you can also uh, like I can do... do consequence things that might make I'll... that. Yeah, worse. I'll do desperate standard. That sounds okay. good. Sure. And I'll go ahead and get the third die for the quirk. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Okay. Because I think I think what's happening here is just like her interference is making it somewhat difficult to target, mm-hmm. and yeah. so like this is a thing where I think because it's desperate standard is you're going to the extra effort to make sure that you can make this this true thrust anyway, yeah. but the extra concentration is going to maybe open you up to uh, something you might have been better able to defend against otherwise. Yeah, it's uh, it's, that sounds excellent. Oh, okay. We got a six in there. And a five. Oh, you got a six? six. Yes. Ah, yes, there's a six in there. Wonderful. Uh, I think this actually just happens very directly. First, mark your experience, by the way, if you don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, But just very, I think we actually get the scene of Dahlia doing like a, a, the doing like pausing for a moment as you do your own calculations while computer's doing its. And you actually end up running the rapier through the hole that boss made. And and there's, like, over open comms, there is, like, an agonized shriek and then nothing. Oh, my God. Like, uh, Blue Dahlia pulls the rapier out and, like, gives it that flick that whips Mm -hmm. the blood off of it. (laughs) Yep. And the the pilot of this tarantula mech is thoroughly dead, along with her retinue. Uh, So you are down, I want to say, three of the ten. Okay. I believe I believe that's how that math shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, with that uh, climactic finisher, uh, we will uh, you will join us next week as they continue to try and get their way out of this uh, misdelivered ambush and hopefully still turn it into an unquestioned victory. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Elliot, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join our ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the lauded gay nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We are at biggaynerdscast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and Facebook. And if you want to hang out, join the Big Gay Nerds fan club Discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.